listening to Payments Nerds, a podcast where we share perspectives on all things payments. If you are a payments nerd too, or are a little bit curious about what's going on in the payments world, you're in the right place. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to Payments Nerds, the official podcast of The Clearinghouse. I'm Greg McSweeney and I'm your host for this episode. So I've been recording a number of podcasts lately and it seems that activity surrounding real-time payments is really heating up. You know, frankly, the surge in real-time payments interest and volume really started during the pandemic, and it's only grown since then. You know, we've seen volumes grow on the RTP network, growing at about 8 to 10% each quarter, quarter over quarter. So it's, it's a pretty good uh, run we've, where we've been having. So today we have another example of the way real-time payments can improve customer satisfaction and, and at the same time solve business problems. So we're going to talk about uh, the transportation industry and how real-time payments is solving some problems there. So we're all consumers, and you likely have a, a toll tag or a transponder in your car, uh, or you use mass transit, and you make payments either by tapping and going the turnstile, or you have an account with the, the mass transit provider. Uh, and there are also B2B payments involved in the transportation space as well between transportation companies and toll companies. Now, many of these payments are digital, such as ACH, and the they are is friction there uh, with those payments. Um, and there are payments that are still done by check. A lot of them are in the B2B space. B2B companies are famous for, businesses are, are famous for still using checks. So we're going to talk about how payments and transportation can be streamlined and uh, how it can take a step forward with real-time payments. So I have Kathy Mertz, who is Vice President of Digital Payments at Conduit, uh, a business process provider, and one of their divisions is Conduit Transportation. So we'll talk a little bit about what they're doing, and we'll hear about actually what Conduit, Conduit Transportation is, too. And then uh, Aralda Hassani, who is Director of Immediate Payment Product Management at BNY Mellon Treasury Services. So we have two guests here today, and let's get right into it. Enough for me. Um, so, Kathy, let me turn to you. You know, First, welcome to Payments Nerds, and thank you for joining the show. And let's talk about payments in the transportation space. Um, I guess perhaps define what transportation means in this case, because transportation is very broad. So what are we talking about? Hey, Greg, thanks for having me. Appreciate joining you today. So great question. Conduit has long been involved in in many components of transportation for, for decades. So public safety enforcement, transit, curbside parking, and apologies if you ever got a parking ticket that, that may have been Conduit in the, the back office lending a hand to whatever enforcement officer you were engaging with. But for our purposes today, I'm really going to focus on road usage charging, otherwise referred to as tolling. Interesting. Okay. So we're talking about tolling. What are some of the obstacles or problems with the current payment methods? And I mentioned some of those before, you know, it could be ACH, could be check. What are the problems you guys are seeing as a provider of these services to the tolling agencies? Yeah, absolutely. So so the problems really stem from, let's be honest, consumers' expectations have changed. And I credit Amazon and, and Amazon-like organizations. They've removed friction from the payment process. And so consumers expect to engage and pay with very little effort. It automatically happens. So with that in mind, we are looking to provide a comprehensive payment solution in that tolling experience to give choice to those consumers and become a companion to their existing payment types today. So I'm really focusing today on real-time payments requests for pay in that tolling experience. But talking about those traditional payment methods, 
you know, naturally you would think about credit card, ACH and check, cash and coin is, is largely not part of that ecosystem anymore and continues to d- diminish. But, you know, there's positives and negatives to each of those payment methods. Ultimately, we want to give those consumers payment choice and reduce that time delay between that tolling event when, say, Kathy Murtis was in her vehicle, drove through tolling station one, two, three, and needed to pay, say, $7 to that tolling authority. That's the benefit that real-time payments brings to that experience. So when we talk about credit cards, it's we're no strangers to the fact that chargebacks can exist. So a reversal of that credit card transaction that may have previously been credited to Kathy Murtis's account, in our example. And interchange rates are also a topic we hear a lot about from our, our tolling authority customers. So think about it in this way. A consumer can put a credit card on file and they set it up and they leave it. And that's great. And that that helps replenish their tolling authority account until that card expires or is otherwise disabled or, or turned off. But there also is a lack of transparency to that consumer because this can happen automatically when their balance hits a certain threshold and not on a certain scheduled day. So if it's not a credit card, but a debit card, that can have real issues for that consumer and their own personal bank account. Not to mention the fact that there is a delay in those funds actually being credited to the tolling authority's account. It's it's really important that those who use tolls have a positive balance in the account. Otherwise, there can be significant penalties. And we'll talk a little bit about that later, but some significant penalties for those consumers when they're going through the toll, because let's remember, there can be additional fines or violations that can be racking up for that particular driver. ACH, uh, you know, I think we we all have a pretty good understanding of, of some of the concerns around ACH. Any return for any reason, doesn't matter if it's NSF, account closed, maybe even a notice of change that's in process that's that causes some delays, that exception processing uh, can be pretty costly to the tolling authorities in in an area where we wanna take that work away, which real-time payment solves for. Plus, again, ACH brings limited transparency to the tolling authorities and that driver, that consumer, when that transaction will debit that consumer's account and credit the authority. You know, as you might imagine, some of those consumers might be in an economic situation where the timing and transparency of knowing exactly when that debit will hit their account, it's vital. The difference, today we're talking on a Thursday, the difference of that debit hitting my account today could set off a series of negative domino effects affecting myself in that account versus that debit actually posting to my account tomorrow when payroll hits. That's significant for consumers and something the tolling authorities are very mindful of. And then finally, checks. Again, transparency isn't an issue. The U.S. Postal Service, as we know, is resource constrained. So the old adage, the checks in the mail approach, it's it's problematic. The, The transparency is gone. When is that check going to be processed, if it's even ever received? We hope it is, and we know USPS works hard to ensure that it can be, but things do happen. Um, and when is it credited to that driver's tolling account? You know, those are the things that we talk about when cash application is extremely important, as the, the payment nerds who might be listening today will be thinking about. Real-time payment request for pay, it eliminates those needs. 
that needs to be resolved in each of those previous payment types that we just discussed. I hope that helps, Greg, but those are the things that we're thinking about all the time. The timing is everything, right? So we're, we're recording this podcast a few days before Memorial Day weekend. You know, people go on vacations, they're starting their summer, you know, the summer kicking off and people are driving places. And, you know, when you think about the holiday weekend, you're, you're driving on the Saturday and all of a sudden you're, your, your balance is low, even if you make a payment through a debit or somehow get a check to the tolling authority on a Saturday, you know, that money's not going to get to that account till Tuesday if you're at best. Um, mm-hmm. And you could drive a hundred miles on a certain on a turnpike or a parkway and go through six different tolls and maybe get six different fees because your account's on up. So it makes total sense, you know, giving the consumer, giving that driver uh, control over when that money's in their account. Um, so, uh, well, let me turn to Araldus. I sorry, uh, Araldus, welcome to Payments Nerds and, and thank you for joining the show. Uh, and, and you are working with, a, um, a conduit, uh, and you, and you offer real-time payments over the RTP network, uh, through BNY Mellon, uh, to the transportation industry. And so what was involved with connecting, uh, Conduent's, uh, product, which is called the Digital Integrated Payments Hub to RTP, uh, and, and how are they connected? Thanks, Greg. Um. Thank you for having me here today. We've been collaborating with Conduent for a period of time as they use a variety of our solutions, and they're a great partner in the real-time payment space and beyond. They understand the importance of end-to-end connectivity for secure, simple, and scalable solutions, and are in fact consuming our API to make use of real-time payments. Conduent's team, led by Kathy, um, and ours have collaborated in a number of occasions as Conduent planned their connection to our API, tested and validated all potential um, RTP messages and responses that they are to expect, and have tested RFE and our life with RFE, I should say, um, has been a while at this point. Through that connection, Conduent is able to instruct um, transactions, requests for payments in this case, receive confirmations and uh, on payments processed, receive push notifications for incoming deposits to those um, accounts in a matter of seconds and in some cases sub- sub-seconds. Through their digital integration, integrated payment hub platform, Conduent is able to then pass that instant notification that they get from us along to their and client, in this case, a tolling agency, that allows for an improved customer experience. It gives them greater efficiency and transparency for content for their clients, but it also is very rewarding for BNY Mellon that observes how these capabilities can help our clients be transformational and differentiate competitively in the market. You mentioned APIs, and uh, we've been hearing a lot about those. I know that a lot, a lot of banks are, are developing them for, for connectivity to, to, to systems. Why are APIs important? And how does it help, in, let's take the situation with Conduent, how does it help uh, either speed the getting to market? How does it make it easier to connect? And what exactly does it do? Um, it, it offers our clients the ability to scale much quickly to take advantage of um, the fact that they can send transactions 24-7, 365, and the fact that they don't have to have people behind a desk to be able to be pushing payments or to receive collections on their side. Once they've done the work of connecting to an API, and typically it is something that a, a company like Conduent, who is very tech-savvy from that perspective, has their team look at what an API um, looks like. It's able to put that into effect in, in a matter of, uh, I want to say, weeks to 
max a couple of months and that is a one type type thing done at that point and then um, conduit and their team and the underlying clients that they serve can ripe all the benefits that come from it um, Greg got it so um, you know Kathy talked a, a lot about the different types of payments uh, that were you know that that conduit handles you know the check or uh, ACH debit transactions uh, and we're hearing a lot about banks and technology providers and we're not just connecting to the RTP rail. The RTP, as Kathy mentioned, does have advantages with like requests for payment and control over when that exactly is payments made. But there are other payment rails out there. Can you describe how uh, BNY Mellon helps a client like Conduit connect to the overall payments ecosystem? Great question, Greg. We're working very hard to make pay- payments as simple as possible for our clients while employing um, technologies that allow us to make smart decisions in payment routing. Um, We allow our clients, such as Conduent in this case, to connect to us once via our unified payment API, um, through which they can do a myriad of things. They can perform a prepayment validation um, on a recipient that they are intending to send a request for payment or um, a credit. They can instruct us for a variety of payment options, such as real-time payments. They can send tokenized payments via Zelle, wire transfers, ACH, and on and on, all through one connection via us. So think about them having to send us a file for check, um, a file for ACH, having to send us, let's say, an instruction via an online portal for um, a wire transfer or for a real-time payment, take all of that away, consolidate in one unified payment API, and then being able to send all of that to us continuously. I think it's it's quite, um, quite an offering. While in nature, these payments are very different, um, we are making it um, also seamless from a unification of statuses that clients intake, reporting that they can get out of it. In this way, our clients do not wait for end-of-day batch processing to update various parts of their treasury management systems, but instead it allows them to have their information current at their fingertips via push notifications that we're able to send to them through that unified connection, basically. On top of it, I would want to highlight that BNY Mellon prioritizes um, settling of these transactions in the most optimal way, and we default to another payment choice or a legacy payment if the optimal way does not reach the end recipient recipient of the payment Conduent is trying to issue. This takes the burden away from Conduent and lets them focus on adding value to their clients. So BNY Mellon on their side, on the back end, is actually doing that um, that prioritization of payments from the most optimal way to the least optimal way on behalf of Conduent. That's right. So Errol and I partnered together, depending upon the use case, to uh, attach those payment methods to each particular use case, really maximizing and leveraging those capabilities for my end client that we're talking about. It's transformational stuff, Greg. It's pretty exciting. Exactly. So let, let's get back to that. So you're talking about the, the end users and the different use cases, Kathy. Um, and what does it look like? Um, so we were talking about kind of, you know, individuals like me and you go on a vacation, drive down the turnpike. But I imagine there are also corporates, uh, you know, trucking companies, delivery companies that are managing 20 toll tags or 100 toll tags. Um, is that something that this help, helps address too, where you're getting uh, 
RFPs out to those companies? Um, it it absolutely does. Yes. I'm going to talk to you about who is really looking at us from a digital integrated payments hub, who's coming uh, to, to ask us questions and potentially utilize. But first, I'll start with transportation. So yes, it does apply to the tolling authorities, to the individual agencies, to fleet managers, trucking companies, as you mentioned, consumers, uh, rental car agencies, we're adding and streamlining this value chain for all parties. So that's transportation. But Conduit also has two other businesses beyond transportation. One is government. So in our government segment, we focus on federal, state, and the local level. And Greg, that can mean anything really supporting them for their disbursement needs. Um, so think about child support payments, collections, but, but largely disbursements unemployment benefits or, or resolving a state's unclaimed property work, uh, helping make those disbursements in a timely and accurate fashion. We've been doing this for decades with a prepaid card or ACH and checks, but real-time payments now is a natural extension of those options and can close out and get funds into the hands of those constituents who need it most. And that's where we talk about helping consumers where they're at with their banking relationships the excitement around our Payments Hub has also prompted us to launch our new Rapid Assistance Program, and that supports government entities to deliver funds to individuals impacted by a natural disaster. So think about that for a moment. When we align digital payment options, such as real-time payments, with our other host of capabilities, be it the prepaid debit card we're talking about, we can help get funds into the hands of an individual who, let's just say they have a hurricane and they know they don't have a mailbox anymore. So let's look at a digital disbursement method that, that ends and settles in real time and really cuts out any sort of time delays meeting those consumer expectations. And those are the things that we find really exciting in the government segment. And then quickly and thirdly, our commercial business. So we help enhance our clients who are companies. We help them optimize their business operations. And in real-time payments is being integrated into a number of solutions in that business as well. So when I talk about business optimization, think about call centers when there's payments that are either collected or dispersed as part of that, that conversation. Uh, our finance accounting procurement business or print mail or e-delivery, we're sending electronic statements um, potentially so we can collect funds via real-time payment request for pay. Those are just ex uh, some examples, Greg, of the things that we're thinking about within Conduit every single day. It's pretty interesting. So in, in the call center example, we don't, you know, somebody's on the call on, on the phone with the, with the call center representative and what you're talking about using RTP to either collect money with, to be through an RFP or to send money to that person um, while they're still on the phone? That's correct. We're not live with a call center example yet, mm -hmm. but we are in the process of collecting business requirements to go live soon. It's very exciting. That's really cool. One of the questions I have is, I guess this is for Kathy, you know, kind of talking about the different customers you have, the corporate customers, the transportation companies, the toll providers, transportation agencies, and consumers. You know, is this market ready for to make this move? Probably not all overnight, but gradually towards something like real time. 
And we know some people still like like things on paper and they like they receive a check in the mail. Out. But uh, is it ready for real time? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question, isn't isn't it? So, just thinking about transportation, although I suppose it does apply to every single segment that we cover, but consumers are ready. Consumers are expecting it. In fact, this this is by and large in response to those consumer expectations. Uh, of course, consumers are going to naturally require additional education, and and we, in partnership with you know yourself, Greg, at the Clearinghouse, and with our our clients, will continue on that adventure of explaining to consumers how this works, so that there's no confusion. But I think the real question here are are banks ready? Are are our consumers' banking partners ready? You know, we've already had a few of our customers ask, which banks are participating in real-time payment requests for pay? How can I decision this? Uh, And they've contemplated moving to a different bank who has those capabilities. A significant influence in the value of real-time payments is the reach of the network. And we do need banks to provide access to their their consumer and business base uh, quickly if they're not already doing so. And when I think about transportation, I mean, no pun intended, but transformation is consumer driven today. And we would expect their banking partners to also afford them the opportunity to decision of request for payment if appropriate. Yeah, you make a great point there. You know, it, it has been consumer driven. You know, you mentioned Amazon, you know, the Amazon experience earlier, people expect same day delivery or next day delivery. And they expect the easy checkout. I, I know now when you make a, a mobile purchase or a purchase on your phone or even on a website, you expect not to have to enter your your payment information anymore. You're expected to be integrated into the experience. And you almost find, at least I do, this is my experience, I find that I have to enter my credit card number again, my payment information again. I'm like, wait a second, I already did this. Why? It's not as smooth as it should be. And consumers expect that in, in, in every area, you know transportation included, as we're saying. Mm-hmm. That, that's right. Or the, or the transaction is abandoned and it's never completed. So that consumer may still have to make that payment and do so at another time. Uh, or those whom they're paying might go uh, without that revenue, without uh, that those funds for some time. Exactly. Uh, Robert, can you, can you talk about that as well? Kind of the, the, what you're seeing from, from BNY's perspective in terms of the, the shifting expectations uh, of clients maybe not just consumers, but your corporate clients as well in terms of payments and connectivity and and reach? From a consumer's perspective, um, myself, I'm a consumer, and I have taken advantage of real-time payments quite a few times. Today, I have to admit that uh, sometimes I don't leave enough funds in the checking account um, at the bank that I have a loan with. And I've found myself in a situation where um, my automatic payment has gone in and my account is uh, in an overdraft status. I've logged in the mobile application of the other bank through obviously um, having um, that mobile experience enabled there and send funds um, to the bank to fund that DDA overdraft balance in no time. By the time I switched from one app to the other, the funds were there. And that is something that um, I think as a consumer, once you start using and seeing the effects of it, you cannot undo that. And you cannot go back to the idea of having to send a check or get on a phone call and resolve the issue with the bank. As a provider, um, 
to a lot of our clients that are in the corporate space, non-bank financial institutions and, and so on. We definitely see an evolution there in terms of where they were, um, let's say, three years ago or five, five years ago with requests for payments 24-7, 365, and where they are today. A lot of them are asking us for real-time payments, and obviously we offer all the capabilities that they need. And the question is, in many cases, what Kathy asks there, how much can they reach? Where it is that they can send funds to or where? Can they collect from in a 24-7, 365 basis? And I think, um, as generally speaking, as an industry, we have come a long way in terms of adoption there. These companies did have or still have in some cases batch processing uh, treasury management systems and that for in some cases has, has been an obstacle to them adopting 24-7, 365. But as a lot of them are changing those systems that can are API, API native and can communicate to us in an instant fashion, they're immediately looking at adopting real-time payments and making a switch not only from a overall treasury management system, but then also the payments that they employ instead of using a legacy deferred settlement type of payment method, then they want to ripe the benefits of real-time payments. And they're thinking about the additional benefits that they get with this payment type, not only in satisfying their end clients better by providing them funds at their fingertips when they're on a phone call with them, when they're issuing them a refund, a claim, when they're collecting a, a toll, like in the case of the transportation industry, but also for themselves as they better do cash forecasting and they take advantage of their funds until the last second and um, utilize the precision that real-time payments offers them, sending something at Friday at 5 p.m., as opposed to having to have that leave their um, banking accounts at um, 9 a.m. that morning or the day before. That's what we see, Greg. Yeah, the instant availability and that control, again, it works both ways, right? Control about when the money's coming in and when it's going out. You, exactly. you have that with, with RTP. You can send it exactly when you want to. We're talking about this because of uh, you know, Conduit announced last fall the integrated digital payments hub, um, and this is uh, applies with Conduit Transportation and the, and the, and the tolling space. Um, so, Kathy, can you talk about what's happened since the launch of the digital integrated payments hub? I think I have that right. Um, and what is the response has been to the, in the marketplace to that announcement? What's what's been happening? It has been tremendously positive. I think if there's one thing that I would like the listeners to know is these are exciting times. It is truly transformational within this industry and elsewhere. So extremely positive. Recently, I had the pleasure to speak about real-time payments at the International Bridge Tunnel and Turnpike Association. It's uh, the acronym is IBTTA. I never thought I'd be speaking in front of such an audience. Uh, the attendees were extremely knowledgeable about the challenges within tolling and transportation and had a keen interest in real-time payments. So when we built and launched RTP for transportation, we didn't do it in a silo. The tolling authorities have been answering the call of their consumers, and they have been guiding us and building us what, what we needed to deliver with those consumer and those authority needs in mind. Tolling authority executives are now speaking about real-time payments um, in part of their planning objectives. So, Greg, it is... it. 
I cannot tell you how much excitement that press release has garnered and how much interest we're feeling from the, those uh, entities today. And, and we know that we're going to be seeing this implemented in 23 and beyond. Fantastic. And uh, Kathy, you know, I, I probably don't have to ask this final question of you just based on that answer about how excited you are that people are <laughs> outside of banking are interested in real-time payments. But for everybody else on the call, we do, we do have a tradition on this show where we ask all of our guests what makes them a payments nerd. So uh, I will, st- let me start with Aralda because uh, we'll start with Aralda and we'll get back to Kathy. Aralda, <laughs> uh, what makes you a payments nerd? Uh, let's see, Greg. Um, at work, I get excited, as excited, I should say, when I'm whiteboarding options for a client that is looking to optimize their payables and receivables mix, as I get excited when I'm working with our technology partners and building and reviewing payment ar- architecture. Um, in my personal life, I find it very difficult to not offer advice when I see that there are payment processes out there that can be optimized. An example of that will be I've asked um, and suggested to pay via wallets um, to kids at lemonade lemonade stands, obviously their parents. Or I've influenced preschools where my kids go to to offer digital methods where I can pay as opposed to legacy payments. I don't know how much my community appreciates that, but I keep on doing it. That's great. And Kathy? Okay, so Greg, we started off talking about this. I've been in payments for nearly 30 years. 1995, I started. And when the clearinghouse went live with real-time payments in November of 2017, things got pretty interesting. Now, today we spent a lot of time talking about tolling. Now, think about if we can integrate real-time payments into vehicles. Let's use connected cars at at tolls across the country. Let's use real-time payments for vehicle services like oil changes, restaurants, drive-through or otherwise, picking up your dry cleaner, paying your gym membership or your, your parking. Our use cases are only limited by our imagination. And every single day I get to wake up, log in and be part of this amazing journey. Well, that's very well said. And that's Definitely said like a payment nerd. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us today. On behalf of the Clearinghouse and our guests, Kathy from Conduit and Aralda from BNY Mellon, I'd like to thank each of you for turning into this podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode and you want to hear more about payments, you can find the Payments Nerd podcast on the podcast page at theclearinghouse.org or wherever you subscribe to your podcast. Simply search for Payments Nerd in your podcast app and you'll find us. Thank you and have a great day. The Clearinghouse is full of payments nerds who just can't wait to tell you about how the RTP network helps U.S. financial institutions create a faster and smarter experience for their corporate and retail customers. Check out the schedule for online and in-person events at theclearinghouse.org. You've been listening to Payments Nerds. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.